Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Welcome to the She Slays the Day podcast with Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Direct, soulful, comedic, advice for female chiropractors' most stagnating questions. Let's talk business, marriage and relationships, momming, and self-development. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Lauren and you are listening to the She Slays the Day podcast just in case you didn't get that. From that nifty little video that just played. Uh, thanks for joining us today. And today's an us video or us audio. We should record these. We've talked about recording these. Record oh, like videoing these. Yeah, because okay. all my other guests are on Zoom. And so we have all of this actual audio and video of them, but we have nothing of us. I can clip a GoPro into that thing. Nah, right now it would just want. yeah, it wouldn't be that exciting. Anyways, Kirby's on the show today. It's been a hot minute since you've been on. Yeah, it's probably been a month or two. What was yeah. the last thing we talked about? I can't even remember. I don't know. Was was that the sandwich artist episode? <laughs> well, I mean, you heard me on the best of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, conveniently, you made yourself in the best of. No, just kidding. You put me in there. I did. And we actually had people uh, say that they wanted... Um, an entire Lauren and Kirby, like, highlight reel. And I was all for it. Highlights, lowlights, You mid-lights. were not for it as the editor. Yeah, there's a lot to go through, and we kind of bounce all over. So, like, finding, like, the really good chunks of, like, there's several good moments in each episode, but it's hard to do, like, mashups of those because it's, like, a great 30 seconds, and then we're off to something else. Can I just, as somebody who has no experience with editing podcasts, give you some advice? Sure. This is called Lawrence Plains. When you're editing the episodes, why don't you, I know you have like this list of things that you already do. Why don't you just add one more thing? And if you're like, ooh, that was a great little like thing, bare minimum, make a note of it, like from minute 37 or just like clip it right there. Like, totally. boom. Gosh, you should just ask me how to do your job better. This is why I have a podcast. Because Lauren, multi-talented, better at everyone than everything. You know when we're in team meetings with our team and I uh, ask the doctors to just do an extra thing, to <laughs> just collect some extra information mm-hmm. or make sure you just mention this other thing we have coming up. And, and, and we all you... like look at you like, shut the fuck up, Kirby! We you are doing know, enough! You don't know my job. <laughs> 
So, yeah, that. All right, whatever. I just thought it'd be helpful. So what's up? We're recording on a Monday, we not are a Friday. On a Monday. Yep, because we want this is Monday, February 17th, and this is going to go out this mm-hmm. upcoming Sunday, which means I need time to do a little edits and get it uploaded and everything. So we had to we had to move it back to Monday because if we recorded on a Friday afternoon and I was drinking during the episode like I normally do, <laughs> It would be tricky to get it out by Sunday. So now you're just drinking on a Monday morning. Blood Mary before the gym. No, I am not drinking on this episode, unfortunately. Oh, my gosh. Um, So what's going on this week? What's? I think this is like a normal week. I just got back from Northwestern last week, homecoming. Um, Oh, my gosh. I have to. I told you this story, but I have to tell you guys this story because it absolutely freaking just like fills my heart. Um... So we were trying to figure out, like, there was this whole new check-in system for continuing ed. I won't go into it, mostly because it's me trying to game the system. But anyways, so I'm trying to get exact details on, like, how you need to check out and check in. But I didn't want it to be obvious that I was trying to game the system. So I, like, found someone who looked cool, like a checker inner outer. And so I see this chick. She's super cool. She's obviously a student. And I go up and I'm like, okay, so at the end of the day... Do I have to check out? And so she's answering my questions. I'm like, okay, okay. Thank you very much. And we get to the end. She goes, I just have to tell you, I love your podcast. And I'm like, thank you. It just fills my heart so much. So shout out to, do you get a name? Yeah, Jules Estef. Cool. I think that it, like 90% of that is her name. <laughs> very confident. She's I like, I'm Jillian Estefani. <laughs> But so, thanks. No, I know her first name was Jules because I was trying to find her on Instagram later to make sure I like sent her a thank you or at least followed her, but I couldn't find her. And then um, Jess said like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Jules is spelled this way, not J-O-U-L-E-S. I was spelling it like the oh, unit like of the measurement. unit of energy? <laughs> yeah. And then I found her. So, mm. so yeah. So anyways, no, I just love our... Um, our little warriors, warriorettes. I don't know. They're cool. Like <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I was stalking the internet like I do. And um, somebody I I saw I had been tagged in, you know, like a question on some forum or whatever. And it was uh, somebody asking like, what podcast should I be listening to? And what I love about our chicas is that they don't just go like, oh, you should listen to like She Slays the Day. It's fine. It's okay. It's totally neat. It's it's all right. They're like, it's always like all caps, nine O's, like I love She Slays the Day. You have to listen to it. There's like dinosaur emojis in there. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So you're not really indifferent about, um, like I have some podcasts that I listen to that I'm very like, I don't know. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's all right. Leave it or... Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. I was going to say that didn't sound right. Take it or leave it, but... Um, leave it or don't leave it. Leave it or don't leave it <laughs> type of thing. No, and I just feel like... But then again, I will play devil's advocate against our own podcast is, of course, the people who are recommending are not the ones who are like, yeah, take it or leave it. So there's probably tons of people listening right now who are like, actually, Lauren, I'm pretty taken to leave it about your podcast. We're still missing out on haters, though. We don't have haters yet, which, I mean, I don't know if I want to invite that, but, like, it's interesting. What was I? 
I was planning what some podcast episode subjects I wanted to do. And I don't remember what it was, but I was like, oh, that one's going to bring some haters. I don't remember what it was. So good story. But (laughs) (laughs) And then you found $20. Yeah. It was interesting. I was looking at, we don't really do much on Twitter, but we were researching a future podcast thing. And one of the ways I was looking for people was like Twitter following. And I just searched the hashtag chiropractic on Twitter. Oh, no, don't do that. There's entire accounts. There's people who dedicate their lives to just being mean to chiropractors. I know. It's really terrible. Which is why. The AMA needs to cut that shit out. I I just don't get spending that amount of your time in your life. Uh, It just. I mean. There's a lot of people I disagree with on a lot of different topics. I just cannot imagine how toxic that lifestyle must be of spending your life. Honestly, I don't know. This is controversial, but I don't think it'll get any, like, hate mail of, like, I'm kind of at a point where I just feel bad. Like, I've put boundaries around myself now. You know, being in practice 10 years, um, I used to go down the thread and, like, read the 87 comments when mm-hmm. I saw a friend post something about the flu vaccine. And I'm like, oh, shit, 87 comments? Not 87 good comments, I bet. And I would go down and I'd get worked up. And then, like, a month ago, I saw somebody post again on a forum, like, this book of this guy who's a hypnotist. And I think he's selling a book on Amazon that's, like, the quackery profession of chiropractic. Or like, you know, and it's, again, it's this guy Who's like, wait, I'm confused. Why did, why are you writing this book? Writing a book is hard, dude. What? Spent all this time just to, just to be like, not that. Like, yeah. And there's, um, I, I've just kind of come to this place where like one, I am so like girl riot that I have to really like, I can get very passionate about. You get very wound up. Oh, about anything. You've gotten, you've gotten extremely passionate to the point of like rage while watching like comedy specials. Oh yeah. Where it's like, they're just, it's just a joke. Like literally they are just saying a joke. Yeah. By men though, at the expense of, although that one was a woman. Who was the chick? Oh, the one that we watched recently who was really deadpan. No, she was funny. She was funny. No, the tall thin blonde chick uh who her whole thing was nikki glazer or eliza schlesinger whichever one was about getting married eliza schlesinger yeah hilarious by the way but they're okay so yeah the three specials that kirby is talking about were all like at the expense so like right now it's really cool to like burn feminism basically yeah which i have a problem with um, but I have a lesser problem if you're a woman. No, maybe I have more of a problem. See, this is the problem. You got a problem. It's like, way. I got a problem. Anyway, I think so, you were telling a story about how you don't engage. How I put boundaries know. up. How I put safe boundaries up around uh, hate, around chiropractic. And just kind of being like, yeah, I'll just drive my BMW to the bank and let you. you know, No, I'm joking, kind of. Because I don't know how to deposit money. Um, <laughs> But no, it is like, I see, I see the people that I'm helping. I know my heart is good and I am, I'm, I'm good with God. Like I am Mm -hmm. good that like God believes in chiropractic. God, I was literally just talking to Laura, our pastor's wife yesterday about, cause she, we were chit chatting awkwardly after church just because both her and I are awkward small talk people. 
and she was like very interested in chiropractic and she's like, well, can this help ear infections? And so I'm like trying not to go on like a weird soapbox, like, oh, yes, can it help ear infections? Oh my God, let me tell you. Um, but then I was like saying, you know, cause she's like, I had no idea. And I was like, uh, yeah. Chiropractic, in my opinion, is like the most godly of the health professions. There you go. There's your hate mail you're going to start getting. Because I'm just like, innate power, innate intelligence. Hello, who's it come Trust from? Trust what God built. Like, yeah. damn, chiropractic is great. So it's like, I don't know. Oh, y'all, I'm good. I'm good with my profession. I love it. And I am about bringing people to truth, not away from quote unquote lies. Mm-hmm. So like, but. Again, I empathize with those people. I have no freaking idea how we got on this, but I empath- I'm at the point where I empathize with them that they're spending their life focusing on that instead of bringing people to truth. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep, totally. How the heck did we get I on I don't that? know. We'll have to listen back to it. Well, I mean, I have to listen back to it. You probably won't. I you, won't. Do you ever go back and listen to the episodes? No, I no. hate listening. I'm like normal people who hate hearing their voice. Yeah, I on- don't love the sound of my voice, but I have to edit the show, so... So you have to listen. That yeah. Happens. Okay. Anyways. Anyway, on a positive note, I was, I think originally what I was going to say when you were talking about the review thing on Facebook is that it's really fun too, because people reply to the weekly slays too. And that's another source of like, fill your heart up. Oh, they of do. Like people yep. going like really needed this right now or like, oh, that's amazing. So I, I, I enjoy that because I get to see the replies there. Yeah. And I get to see a lot of them. But um, not all of them. They're not all forwarded to my thing. So if you don't know what we're talking about, I'm just going to do like a shameful plug right now. Shameless um, plug. Shameless? Shameless plug. Not shameful. <laughs> See, what's helpful about you being on the podcast is you can correct all these things. We so should sh- just have a segment at the end of every episode where I drop <laughs> where in on you the drop mic in. and I go, here's the things that Lauren said. When she said that little video played there, it wasn't a video. It was audio. This is a podcast. Like. Yeah. Um, but... I was listening to Amy Porterfield and Stu McLaren talk the other day, and they both went off about how, like, I don't remember the oh, colloquialism. Oh, yeah, neither of them knew colloquialisms. No, I wanted to be like, it's called a colloquialism, and I also suck at them. So, shit, what was I talking you about? You were going to talk about, we, you were going to shamelessly plug. A shameless plug for Weekly Slay. So Weekly Slays are basically a short, sassy, soulful, um, inspirational email. They're sent out every Sunday night and you wake up Monday morning. If you're like me, you wake up early. I really like tackling. Like if there's any morning of the week that I'm going to wake up early, it is Monday. Um, Just because I feel like I'm going to tackle this week. I need to like know where do I have meetings, all this stuff. And so it's just in your inbox. And it's just kind of like a you go get them, girl. And they're fun. And we get really great feedback. They're they're one of the best uh, things I think you should sign up for. So where do they sign up for that? So if you're on Instagram, you can hit our Linktree bio. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Bestie. We, no, it's just I think Weekly it says Slay. Weekly Slay slash Besties. Okay. And then if you're on our website, which people don't really go to that stuff anymore, in yeah, my do. opinion. You do want they? me to show you the traffic numbers? No, I don't care. Go to SheSlaysPodcast.com and somewhere on, oh, forward slash Besties. besties. Yep. See? Awesome. And there, there's also a tab for weekly slate now too, across the top. So you'll figure it out. We trust you. You're smart. You're a smart kid. But I hate to vague book. It's just, it's not vague booking, vague casting. 
new word right there. Hashtag that. Hashtag big casting. Um, but you want to, so by being on our weekly slay list, you are on our email list. Sorry, I'm just going to call it what it is. You're on our we email really don't list. don't send out emails. No, we don't. Other we than really don't. new episodes up, weekly slay. But there is something very, very, very exciting coming up um, that is going to be um, released and you're going to want to be on our on our email list. So go sign up. Do it. Do it. Okay. Let's get this. We haven't even told them what the episode's about. 15 minutes in. No idea what the episode's about. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us. Well, you saw the title. You get to see the title before. So. Okay. So today we're talking about student loans. The big one. The big one. The so one. Uh, for the sake of this, this episode or two, depending on if we ever get around to talking about it, it might be two parts. Um, and there's just probably going to, I'm anticipating a lot of numbers. So we might just need to break it into two for easy, easy digestion. If you hear Lauren snoring, it's because she fell asleep while I was talking about numbers. Yeah, he had to tell me, like, don't rush through this. This is information that people want. Um, for the sake of this episode, though, I am going to play the role of confused person who doesn't know anything about student loans. And she's a hell of an money. actress. So. I am really good. So just so you guys... No, that's why Kirby's on, because uh, our story, which we'll get into, was that Cur I made the money, Kirby paid off the loans. And I would be, like, homeless on a yacht somehow, but still owing $200,000. You'd be on your yacht running from the government, yeah. trying to catch I don't you. know what my story would be if I didn't have you. But let's do a listener highlight first. All right, you want me to do that one? Yeah, I can't read it from way over there. Okay, so here is the review. It says, it was a five-star review, and it says, Holy crap, I love this podcast. I just discovered She Slays the Day and have been listening to all the episodes. It has been resonating so much with me as I look to move from an associate to an owner. Thank you for being real and true with your answers and perspective. From Dr. Statler. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Statler. That is, um, like I said, I really love, so I do screenshot when you guys send me DMs or emails. I screenshot them and like email them to myself and try and use them within. I will say, uh, if you want your review read, the best thing is going to be to actually go into Apple Podcasts mm -hmm. and do that because then it's in an organized way versus my hack job. Trying like, to remember, yeah, where you saved a screenshot and when that yeah. was from. And yep. So, but thank you so much. I super, super appreciate it. Should we pray? Sure. Yeah. Dear God, thank you for this opportunity to talk to this audience, talk to these people about such an important subject. Um, please be with everyone who's facing this because student loans and debt in general can be crushing and it can influence every part of your life. It can, the stress can make you a a worse doctor, a worse spouse, a worse parent, um, and it can feel hopeless at times. So please bring hope uh, to those who are in that situation. Help us to speak as much wisdom as we can on the subject and help everyone out there to be open to hearing a new message and a different message and looking for a way to find peace um, and prosperity, both uh, physically and monetarily and uh, in their soul. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Okay, so um, when we are, gosh, how do you even tackle? How do you tackle the beast? What first, are... First off, we should say that this isn't a single question one. So like a lot of times oh, yeah. we'll read like a single one. We've gotten so many and they are been as small as like, how do I pay off my student loans with no extra details to people who've given us a fair amount of detail. Um, but since there were so many on this subject. Well, yeah, I've referenced in episodes a lot that like we paid off our loans in five years mm -hmm. and then I'll get comments of like, wait, what? How'd you do that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're going to tackle just the generally the subject of student loans from our perspective mm -hmm. um, and from the chiropractic perspective, I guess. Um, but what it's not are... someone's individual question. No, nope, it's not someone's individual. And what are the current averages? So I know the average chiropractor comes out nowadays with $242,000 of debt. Yep, so two forty two for chiros from what we saw, uh, 261 for dentists. Yikes! Um, 167 for veterinarians. How come um, vets are getting out so cheap? I never, I always wonder, like, whenever you see a stat, like, without digging into, like, the methodology of the study, too, I never know of, like, do they have more undergraduate or, or maybe it is just a cheaper program. I know, I know veterinarians don't earn as much. Oh, they um, don't? I don't think the, the top end is as high. I think their average think the might average be. the average chiropractor makes 87000 The average You're chiropractor makes even less than that. 68000 is the median. For a chiropractor? For a chiropractor. As of May 2017, that's from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So those guys are okay. fairly standardized. But that could be... That's probably including... But that's with all... Okay, chiropractic wouldn't be specific in that because I was going to say... <laughs> jumped like in my head. Mm -hmm. Is that that is likely including women who have their license, who are staying home... Maybe, you know, and are, their income is zero and or they're like have a small practice where they're only, you know, maybe yeah, they're. I think more of that because I think. But for, this, that would go for all female vets, all female dentists, all female lawyers where I hate to say they're going to bring down the average. Yeah. But that is the reality is that they're like very, very part time. There's more part time. Yeah. There, I bet there are more part time females in all of those professions. Yes. Um, you know. Which and, is the best part about being in private practice though in my opinion is that like you can be like yeah i'm a stay-at-home mom and i only make twenty thousand a year you got a problem with that like mm. so that is pretty cool you're a very sassy stay-at-home i mom. am a sassy ass mofo what you want okay so averages so um, you know what the other thing i bet this is just my theory is that because i saw something about why chiropractic is so high and yet they're not in the like same forgiveness program as dentists and MDs um, is because there's very few chiropractic schools. And so there's like, if there's less chiropractic schools, they can charge more. Whereas veterinary medicine. Oh, has enough that there's more competition. They might have just more and, competition okay. for it. So like it, school might just not be as expensive. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, in general, I think these numbers point to just a huge amount of student debt in general. And that is the national trend, too. Like when we were kind of brushing up or when I was brushing up for this episode, um, you know, there's $1.41 trillion in student debt in the United States. It's the second biggest category of debt behind mortgages. So it's even mm -hmm. more than credit card debt, which people have been talking about how credit card debt's rampant for so long. Student debt is now even bigger than that, and that's grown $400 billion 
in the last four years. Okay, can I ask a question? Because again, remember, I'm playing. I'm playing yeah, winky face. Yeah. Um. So I know we talk later about the what happens if you repay, mm-hmm. and you kind of told me what happens. I won't spoiler alert, um, or not if you repay if they forgive. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say that we get someone in office because it's 2020 election mm-hmm. year. Um, please keep your political views to yourself, Mr. Libertarian. This is not the time. Anyways, so I know that because there's so much crippling student debt, a lot of people like that's a big hot button thing for candidates to promise on either side of the aisle of like what they're going to do for student debt forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say that we get someone no matter what their uh affiliate party affiliation is and they're like boom magic wand student debt is forgiven if i owed two hundred thousand dollars and magic wand like i'd have to pay taxes on that likely like what would the government okay you have like 90 seconds to answer the question that i'm okay one it would completely depend on how whoever that candidate is how they would actually roll that out um, second thought real quick would be, um, how they would politically get around the fact that you are rewarding the people who took out and didn't repay their debt, um, versus people like us who paid off a ton of it. How mad would you be if yep. like, okay. um, three, f- putting that into the United States budget, which is a very big budget, but adding $1.4 trillion in a single year, um, has some strong, repercussions in the value of the dollar and our solvency overall. Okay. So you did a good job. Proud of you for keeping that nice and tight. Um, But so basically my point in that was in an election year. So we've, I've been graduated for 10 years now. Mm -hmm. And ever since 2010, there has been like whispers and like all this stuff about like how student loans are just going to get like erased for everyone. And no end in sight. Or they're going to shorten the um, amount years you have to pay before it's forgiven or how they're going to make you pay less of your income, which they've done some of that. And we can talk a little bit about that later. But all of the like, I think it was before Obama came in, they thought there was going to be some kind of full forgiveness thing Mm -hmm. or like you only have to pay for 10 years is 25. Like, I think it actually went out farther. Um, I think it was 25 when I graduated. But you do get to pay a little bit less of your income. Um. And they they say that the tax thing, which we'll talk about later, too, is going to change, hopefully, with different politicians. I not not as a libertarian. I'm just saying I would never bank my future on the government doing what you want to do. Right. Because they have a myriad of things to worry. That about. That was kind of so. my point was that, like, when we're going into the mindset of paying off your loans, um, Part of our story of like, okay, we're going to tackle this beast was giving up the idea that a white knight is coming. Yeah. Or black knight, like whatever. <laughs> I don't think we're <laughs> Or like a Latino woman knight. I mean. Yep. yep. It, yes. I actually prefer that the best. Oh, Jasmine Star. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so much i just love that i identify as two different people you can edit this out if it gets weird but like i wish that i could either be a black british woman 
with an afro. Like, so much! You really do. That has come up several times strangely. I don't know if it's a past life or a future life, but it is a part of my soul. Also, like, Jasmine Star, feisty Latina woman, like, spitting fire. That's just, ah, me. Anyways, what are we talking about? Oh, White Knight coming to save you. We had to wrap our mind around this, like, okay, we're gonna stop, um paying the minimum amount and hoping that someone is going to deliver and like wave the magic wand. And we're just going to go after this, like no change or forgiveness is coming. Yep. Um, and also before we get deep into it, we need to give the strong disclaimer that we are not financial advisors. If you follow our advice and something goes wrong, we are not going to bail you out. We are not legally liable. And honestly, so this paying off your student loans is usually against most financial advisors advice yeah if you run all of the numbers and this is where like talking to a financial advisor is great and we will strongly strongly advise you to do that and there are special people who are certified in student loans i'm trying to like look up on my notes what their acronym is they are certified student loan professionals so cslps uh, is a designation you can get. They'll give you all your all your options. And a lot of times when you do run the numbers, if it is like, what is the smallest amount of money that I will pay in in today's dollars, they'll do all the calculations. A lot of times based on your income, that might be some of these income-based repayments. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a risk profile with that. There's also just it hanging over your head. There's trusting that the government won't change rules. There's a lot of stuff that goes along with it. There's a lot of stuff. Um, and, you know, like even Dave Ramsey, who if you guys don't know who Dave Ramsey is, is a pretty big debt payoff financial advisor. And he talks about no, like paying off the smallest amount. So like if you owe five thousand dollars to your credit card, credit you pay card. that first, then you pay off your $10,000 car loan, then you pay off your mortgage, then you pay out like it goes in the order of the amount you owe. Yeah. Is how you get out of debt. So he, even he and wouldn't some might say, say go he's right after. smarter than us. So like yeah, the maybe. why, <laughs> the why behind, like you guys asked for a paying off your student loan episode. It does align with our story. It's not necessarily the smartest financial decision to make, Mm -hmm. but this is what we're going on of like, it was like this weight that we just kind of decided we got to, we're going after this. It it just felt icky. Like I just didn't want it anymore. And there's the scary aspect. And I, I know hopefully people have heard this, but like student loans are this crazy weird class of debt that almost always is not forgiven in bankruptcy. So if you get too much. Or death. Uh, I don't know exactly how it works with death, but with bankruptcy, at least, like if you if you bought a building for your practice and then the practice went belly up and you could not pay, you would have some relief through bankruptcy proceedings to get out from under that debt. There are instances where I've read stories about student loan debt being forgiven, but it is usually crazy hardship um, and dependent on the judge. Like certain judges have leniency for people who are working in like public service and other ones don't like so do not depend on and that's what always scared me about it is I'm you know thinking about risk all the time is I didn't want something that we could never get out from under being over our heads at all time so it was really important to me in that regard 
Also, the fact that Wisconsin, which we live in, in our marital bliss, is uh, a 50-50 divorce state. So my joke that I always tell Kirby is that, so like basically, if you if you live in Wisconsin, here's a little, no, this is actually goes against what I believe in, but here's a little a joking divorce tip. Apparently in Wisconsin, if you have $100,000 of student loan debt and you get divorced, your spouse gets half of that in the divorce. So my always joke is that like Kirby just wanted to like make sure if we got divorced, he wouldn't get any of my chiropractic loan. <laughs> I also have to pay it off and didn't anyway. I know, I know, it's a joke. You. <laughs> anyway, so it's like we said, like there's not you have to know why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Our story has to resonate with you. Our philosophy has to resonate with you if you're gonna follow in our footsteps. Um either way, it is very important to understand what you think about it and what your actual numbers are. So there are loan calculators out there, I'll drop one of them in the in the show notes um like i said talk to an actual advisor so that they can put together your scenarios um but knowing what your actual debt looks like what your principal what your interest rate is what kind of loans they are because there's so many different ones okay so hold on here because you're just kind of like um listing off a bunch of stuff but like again i'm playing this role here Mm -hmm. What a lot of people who don't have any kind of financial background do is it's basically what they do is like imagine that you know your clothes aren't fitting right. You know that you're a little overweight. You've gained some weight. You know you need to lose weight, but you're terrified to step on the scale and see how off the the bandwagon you've fallen. Mm -hmm. And so you just keep avoiding it. And in that process, you don't know if you're making traction against it, either direction. And so like one of the big things that I recommend is then pull up that piece of paper that you get in the mail, flip it over and call the 1-800 number and say like, I would like to talk to an account rep and have questions Mm -hmm. ready so like re-go through those questions and you're gonna this is the very first step it's the hardest part because a lot of people don't actually know how much they owe all right so this topic is super interesting and i know you're all getting a lot out of it and i promise we're going to return in just a minute but first i have to tell you about some of my favorite deals including one new one i got for you all on our she slays savings page So first is my favorite artist and chiropractor, Sandy Arthur. She is the owner behind Sandy Spines. So check out her really beautiful art on either her Instagram at Sandy Spines or her Etsy page. Um, You're going to get 10% off her entire order at checkout just by mentioning She Slays. And also, if she's got any stickers in stock, she's going to throw a couple of those in for you just because you're my friend. So if you've listened to episode six, you know that one of the biggest mistakes I made was waiting to add a practice coach to my life. Um, It's one of those investments that once I did it, I seriously never looked back. It's really great to have someone to bounce your ideas off of, and especially someone who's already made the mistakes and knows how to fix it and do it right. Someone who sees the things you're not even aware you might be doing wrong yet or how you could improve. So you've probably noticed I've had a few coaches on the show because like I said, I really like chiropractic coaching. And if you've listened to episode 29, you've already met one of the amazing women I recommend frequently, Dr. Nona Javid. She's the founder of the part-time million dollar cash practice. 
right? And you thought she slays savings was hard to say. So Dr. Nona is this brilliant and powerful woman who helps you build a practice to support the life you want, not a life that gets the leftovers of your business. So if you feel like you're a slave to insurance companies, not getting paid what you're worth, or spending too many hours in your clinic instead of living your life, she's your girl. So all listeners of the show will not only get a free one-hour consult with her, but also $300 off. Yes, you heard that. $300 off your first month of coaching with her. So check out our She Slays Savings tab on our website to get more info about Dr. Nona and her part-time million-dollar cash practice. That's sheslayspodcast.com slash sheslayssavings and click on Dr. Nona's beautiful face. So one more for today is my favorite techie thing we added to our practice in 2019, and that's the personalized clinic app from Connected and Inspired Media. It's a super well-made app for all prenatal and pediatric clinics that's a great resource for all of your patients. It's full of educational material, exercises, rehab, brain exercises, stretches. You're going to love it. So for more information, check out our She Slays Savings page on our website. And of course, mention She Slays when signing up and save 20% off your first month. Okay, that's it for now. Let's get back to the show. Um, so at Northwestern, there is this day, and they talk about it. Um, it's like a week before you walk the stage, and you get given you, you're like you go in alphabetical order, and you call get called to the front, and you they give you an envelope, and inside is the it's like the worst ceremony ever, is the yeah. amount that you have accrued while in chiropractic school. It'd be great if they did it in like symbolic, like they hand you a backpack and the weight of the backpack is relative to the debt you have. <laughs> There's some people that so just some like, people, like can't get off the stage. Um, no, so it's like, but that's not the number even. Like that number, if that, that doesn't include undergrad a lot of times. And it also starts going up very quickly. So I have in my head the number that was on that paper, like burned into my soul forever and ever. But like nine months into practice, that was not the number anymore. No, um, and, you know, if you, so if you're like, if you've been paying, like if you've been graduated for like a year, two years, three years, you probably have no idea what you actually owe. So call and just be willing to, they're not going to think you're an idiot at all. Like they know that most people have no yeah. idea. And the scenario where you don't know, like if you're, if you've been in practice and you're paying and you don't know how much you owe, um, you're probably in some kind of income based repayment or pay as you earn um, repayment. And you go like, yeah, they said that I can pay 300 a month and that sounds way better than 3000 a month, which is what the other statement said. Mm -hmm. But what you probably don't realize is how much your uh, the amount you owe has gone up. So what are the literal questions that people Okay, so you'd call the 1-800 number on the back um or if you have a login type thing. So you, you yeah, if you're like month one out of school and you get two or three different statements, or if they're all under one bank, you get one statement and it says like, Oh yeah. I kept getting letters saying mine were like sold. So most of the time yep. I didn't even know where like they were. So that's why I'm a fan of the, the paper aspect in the beginning, because it's like, just look over the course of 30 days and like set aside 
Yeah, like, they, they want their money. They'll all they'll send, send you They'll send you paper. So but, like, yeah, getting, I had like, no idea, yeah. like, okay, so this one says 97000 Oh, wait, ooh, fun. Three days later, I got another one that's 63000 Are these separate? Yeah, these are separate people. These like different ones. So yeah. collect those papers, and you're going to have to do this process, like, over with everyone. Of call and say, like, is this the total amount I owe you? Yep. And if they're from different banks, um, especially if they're, and this is where, again, an actual advisor or your school can probably help with some of this if you have loans that are all of the same type i think you can get them consolidated into a single bank so that you're paying at one number and then you can get it to where you're if you're going to go into one of these income-based repayment type things then they're all in one spot so you're paying to one institution um, but you first need to gather those all up so that you have an idea because it's super intimidating. Now, wait a minute. You said one type. What do you mean by that? So you can have, and this is, again, where it gets tricky, um, with consolidation or getting them all in one bank, you can have your undergraduate loans that are subsidized, unsubsidized. You can have your graduate subsidized loans. Subsidized means the that you... Government is helping back the loan. While you're in school. While you're in school. So like and you're not like accruing interest. And they're the interest while you're in school. So subsidized are loans that are not accruing interest while you're in school. Mm -hmm. Unsubsidized are gathering interest while you're in school. It I'm gets, pretty sure that's... Okay. I, yeah. I And this is where I even get, since we have been out of actually paying the loans for a while, and and I wasn't actually involved in the taking out of the loans. <laughs> we weren't I, married yet. <laughs> um, I don't know all the, all the nuances, but there's also some private loans out there that... Oh, yeah. Like, that can get to be a bit of a mess. And if you have a mix of private and public loans, like you are going to need someone to help you or you are going to need to spend a lot of time deeply understanding what is going on. Well, it's not like a lot of time, but like it's important. It's an important thing of calling. Is mm -hmm. this, you know, how much is my monthly payment? You know, okay, so what's the total I owe? How much is my monthly payment? How much of that is principal versus interest? Mm -hmm. um, is this eligible for any of the programs and can this be consolidated are your okay. big questions of so ideally you, you want a single place you want you know if you have one that's from the bank of ohio and one that's from the bank of illinois and one that's great lakes lenders whoever's got the biggest one is probably the most interested in rolling everything up underneath it so that you have one person to call you know one place to answer to mm -hmm. is the ideal yep Oh yeah, as long interest as it percentage. Mess with your interest, yeah. What is your interest percentage on this loan is also very, very important. Yep. So I think undergraduate ones typically are lower, especially if they're subsidized ones or they're the government ones. Uh, graduate ones are higher. So much higher. You'll probably end up with an effective total of between five and a half and six and a half percent because I think ours like, got to six point eight. Yeah. Um, so, but that's so the answer. You know, I allow. I know a lot of people listening are asking the question or waiting for the answer to should I consolidate? And basically, we've been beating around this bush of like it really depends, because let's say there's an example where you owed, you just needed to take a private loan for something. You know, I don't, and it's a two thousand dollar private loan, but it's at eleven percent, and then you owe like. $70,000 over here at 4%, you might be better doing the snowball Dave Ramsey effect of like, I'm Can actually going to pay off that 11% because yeah. when you consolidate, a lot of times like interests are, you know, yeah, you get averaged. everything. Yeah. You get things rolled in. So this is a good time to walk through some of the things you've heard about. So let's, let's take a broad example 
um, let's assume $200,000 of debt okay. at an average of 6.5% interest. I ran a few different scenarios. Um, so what everyone's hearing and what you probably like think is your silver bullet is these income-based repayment plans. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we were, when you got out of school, it was IBR. It was income-based repayment. It was you paid 15% of what you um, earned in a year. So your adjusted gross income on your taxes, AGI. You could um, file separately, even though married. So it was just your income. So even though whatever I was making, you could say like, no, that doesn't count. I only made $20,000 as a chiropractor this year. So I only have to pay 15% of that. Okay. Um, And you go like, well, cool. They wanted me to pay Three or what would it be? So on the standard 10-year repayment, like if you just had the money and you paid them back over 10 years, uh, on $200,000, your monthly payment would be about $2,200 per month. And that would, you'd pay that every month for 10 years. Okay. If you did the um, income-based repayment, actually, I didn't even have that because people don't do IBR much anymore. The replacement for IBR is now the PAYE, pay as you earn. And the revised pay as you earn, which I believe that's the more common one that chiropractors use because it includes graduate loans. And uh, with the just pay, you have to prove financial hardship. You might have trouble doing that if you're a professional earning $70,000 plus a year. Um, So the revised pay as you earn is what we'll use for this example. So let's assume, oh, one of the other differences with with the new system instead of IBR is it's your family income. So if you are married and say your spouse has a $75,000 job and you only made $20,000, they're still saying your family earned almost $100,000. And this is a stupid question, but even if you and your spouse keep your money separate, they don't care because you have to file together. You can yeah, never... I, I believe, and, and this is this is a great thing. Like I think this episode is going to have good feedback loops. So um, we'll talk about it on Facebook. We'll talk about it on Instagram this week. Tell us where we're, if you know something we don't know, tell us where we're wrong so we can share it with the world. Yeah. Because this is so complicated. There's so many. Yes. It is so, so complicated. And I have a degree in finance and this stuff is a bit baffling to me. And learning about some of the rules as I went, I was like, whoa, I did not think I understood that. Yeah. So it counts your spouse. You have to report what you can make together. Um, And so let's say... You, you did the revised pay as you earn, which that has, you pay 10% instead of the 15% with okay. IBR. You only pay 10% of what you make. Um, and after 25 years, whatever you haven't paid is forgiven. Okay. So let's say you as a family make $100,000. You have a family of four, you, your spouse, two kids, classic family. We'll assume that you're going to have 4% of annual income growth. 3% is just inflation. Add on an extra percent because you're both smart, hardworking folks. Okay. Okay? 6.5% average interest. Instead of that $2,200 that you would pay per month uh, if you're doing the standard 10-year payment, you would you would pay between 526 when you started. Okay. But it grows, that payment grows as your income grows, so it's tracking. So the okay. last payment you would make in would be 1600 Still lower than yeah. the monthly tenure. You would end up paying a total of $293,000 over that 20 years, or 25 years. The amount you still owe is $203,000. Oh, 
Oh, hold, okay, hold on. So this person started with $200,000 of debt. Paid $300,000 Paid $300,000 in. And owes more than they started with at the end. But that gets forgiven. That gets forgiven. But then here's the thing that floored me. When that money is forgiven, the government, the IRS, looks at that forgiveness as earned income, and you now owe taxes on $200,000. So if you are in a 25% tax bracket, you owe the government $50,000. That year. That like, year. do... So when you see calculators online, what, what the thing that you may not have noticed is at the end, it'll show like, here's your monthly payment um, at the beginning, here's your monthly payment at the end, here's your tax savings what you need to be saving for the tax bill. So I found like some good articles online okay. and financial advisors. Know so this. instead of giving that towards your principal, which again, we didn't define the principal is actually the like, amount you borrowed and the interest is so like, yeah. So for easy math, if you borrowed a hundred thousand dollars and it was 10% of your interest and you paid a thousand dollars a month, so you're paying $12,000 for the year. Of that $12,000, only $2,000 would, you owe $10,000 of interest. So you Holy pay $10,000 of interest and you pay $2,000 of principal. So at the end of that, that year, you, you really paid, only moved the needle down $2,000 after paying $12,000. Yeah, and it's a little more complicated. And that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's why it's super important in the beginning to know like how much of that is principal because that's that. When you hear principal, think like if they say like, well, only $50 of that. $400 payment is principal, which those proportions wouldn't even be. Um, that means you're only moving the needle, not $400, but 50, you know, like, and in any kind of system that is pay as you earn, almost always, you are not touching the principal, right? You are you're paying just less paying interest. than the amount of the interest you owe per month. So that's how you pay for 25 years. You give them $300,000 on a $200,000 loan and, and you still, still owe $200,000. So so you, and, and at the end of that 25 years, you will, it'll be forgiven. And you had pretty low monthly payments all the way throughout, yeah. but then you have the big tax burden. So as it's just a thing of, if you're going to do it and you're saying like, this is how it's going to work out. Here's the tricky thing is I ran another scenario. So let's assume you and your husband or you and your spouse, whatever your situation is, you, you plan on killing it. You plan on making good money. So, and say you're doing okay now. So that mm -hmm. same loan, $200,000, 6.5% interest, you get into the RPay system. Yep. You guys are making 150000 when you start out. Your spouse has a good job. You do pretty good as you're starting out in your practice. And you grow 4% from that starting point every year on average. Yep. And you still have your family of four. You'll start at $943 a month. It'll grow with you to up to twenty four fifty a month, so a little bit more than if what the yep. standard one would be. You will pay a total of four hundred and twenty five thousand dollars approximately. Okay. And you'll pay it off. Twenty two point six years in. So no forgiveness. No forgiveness. But you paid four hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. This is kind of this is a good this spot to insert our story, right? Like. Yes. Um, yeah, because I remember you throwing numbers in my face and it was similar to this where it was like, we were doing well and it was like, we're going to keep, I mean, knock on wood, keep hopefully growing and doing mm -hmm. well. Uh, we're going to pay this off in like yeah, 23 years. Out, yeah. And it was like, mother fucker. When we realized that, that how much we were going to pay in, we were like, that was the burn the boats moment. Yep. Burn the boats. 
Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. You did it. You did it. Do you actually know the historical reference? No. I was going to say nobody cares, but I'm sure somebody cares. No, I honestly, I think there's two different ones. I think there's like, uh, as Hammurabi crossed the mountains, um, he basically, that's not the boats one. There's crossing the Rubicon, there's Hammurabi crossing the mountains, and there's the conquistadors in uh, Mexico or Central America where they were like, we're here and there is no going back. You better take this continent. So there's fun. <laughs> You're cute. Okay, so why don't we insert our story here? Yeah, so... Because I've said different numbers, and if, if you're really listening, you're probably confused, because I graduated in 2010, we paid off our loans June of 2016, but I always say, like, we paid off our loans in five years. Reality, it was six, but kinda. Yeah, so when you graduated, and we've already said numbers. I don't know. Uh, you graduated with about $175,000 yep. in debt. 176. 76. No. And when we started out, I we were starting the practice. We were getting things going. We were trying to figure out our finances. We were trying to buy a house. And so when the total amount due came, or like the standard thing, which is going to be close to the example I said before, 10 years, it was probably about $2,000 a month that they said, like, we need that starting now. Mm-hmm. And we were like, whoa. Whoa, buddy. We don't have that much. So we signed up for income-based repayment. And it was 15% of just your income, which was almost nothing. Like, I think we were paying two, $300 a month and going like, this is kind of nice. Like, All right, student loans. I don't know what everybody's complaining yeah, about. Like, this isn't bad. Like, yeah, later when we're, when we're rich, we'll, we'll pay it off or whatever. And I think we did that uh, for like a year, year and a half. And the next year you had made a good amount of money. And I think we actually filed jointly. So it ended up including both of our income. So our payment was like 1500 a month or something like that. And we were okay with it. But then when I actually took time to get a breath of air and look at it, we owed $180,000. So it had gone up it had after gone a year up. of paying money. Yeah. And we were like, oh, okay. So I got to understand this. So I started to dig in. I built like year by year projection thing. So not just a basic grow at 3%, like let's look at what we think we can actually do. What is this going to look like if we have this level of income down the years? And it was one of those things that it was the moment that we realized we're going to probably end up paying this off between 17 and 22 years down the road. And over the course of that, we're going to end up giving them Mm $350,000 on our $175,000 loan. And all we've done is kind of kick the can down the road yep. all the while at any point, if we go bankrupt, they'll just go still waiting. Juice is still running. Yeah. In your time, we'll be here. Don't worry. Juice is still running. Yeah. Is that a one? Yeah. Is that a thing or do you just make that up? Yeah. Juice is what you call interest. If it's like uh juice or vig is like what you, that was like you a, would call it. I thought that was a Lizzo analogy. Oh no. No, it's more of a bookie analogy. Okay. Got it. You bookie. Um, so yeah, so that was our like, Okie dokie, let's get going on it. Yeah, so we we made it our primary thing. So like, you know, and, and this again is is what we did. It's it's what was important to us. It became our our biggest thing. Thankfully we weren't we weren't living any kind of large lifestyle. You know, we had bought a house but we had, but we lived in an area that that was a hundred and twenty four thousand dollar investment. Mm-hmm. I mean, this wasn't 
and I had I had a car payment, but it wasn't crazy. It was like two seventy five a month, and you had a car payment from both both the cars that we had, like as we were finishing and students just starting out, um, were fairly low cost, and we chose to live in an area that is fairly low cost as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was a big thing of like if well, you. This is, you know, as we're about to enter um, the, like, strategies for paying it off, you have to kind of be with us at this point. So, like, first of all, you have um, talked to somebody who know who can look at your specific situation and say, like, whether this is a good idea or not um, to h- tackle this. Mm-hmm. And you are like, yeah. I have done the numbers and I am going to go after this loan. So if you're still with us, we're about to enter strategies for paying it off um, quickly. But I'm going to do a spoiler alert. There is no, there was nothing magical that we did other than make as much money as possible spend as little money as possible and write checks, write the biggest check you can. And we're, we'll go into strategy, but like yeah. if you're waiting for something like here's su- tax loophole 42 B nope. that no one tells you about nope. or after the break, like we paid and paid and paid and paid and didn't, you know, like if you follow me on Instagram now, you're like, does this chick ever work? You were always, yeah, because we don't have a $3,000 a month payment. So I've said, all right, so we get to travel for $3,000. No. We wrote some giant checks. Oh. I mean, I think probably the biggest month we ever wrote. What was the last month? Because like we had yeah. set that, we had set that goal of like, we had kind of done the calculations and Kirby had run spreadsheet numbers of like, okay, so if we paid $5,000 a month for one year, then $6,000 a month for the next year, then $7,000 a month for the next year. So we'd kind of looked and said like, okay, this is reasonable that we could pay this off in five five years from today. And Curb was like, yeah, it's reasonable. And so we paid, paid, paid. And then as we got kind of closer, I don't know what it was. Did we open Raceway? We had kind of fallen behind a tiny Mm -hmm. bit or it was something where it was just like, oh no, to like make this work by your like deadline that you set, Lauren. It was like, okay, we have to pay $11,000 a month for the last six months. So like, and we were tiny bit behind. So like, I think that last one was like a 20, we had to make like a $20,000 payment because I was like, we're paying this off. We said June of 2016. Yeah. So like, yeah, our biggest amount we paid was 20. But that's how you did it, right? If yeah. I'm remembering yeah. right, you said like, okay, we're going to pay off. We were super, super aggressive. We looked at, you know, what it would take to do it in 10. And that's the fun thing is like as you as you use a financial calculator or you build a spreadsheet, you get to see how hard it is. But you also get to see how much interest you're paying um, reduced drastically. So we talked about the – so just a quick example of if you did the 10-year standard repayment on that 200000 you would pay twenty two hundred a month, and in the total ten years, you would pay two hundred and seventy six thousand or so. So seventy six thousand dollars of interest on your loan over ten years. You pay that same loan off in five years. That's an average of four thousand a month, and you pay a total of two hundred and thirty five thousand. So you only pay thirty five thousand dollars in interest. So it hurts for five years, but in interest alone, you're saving forty thousand dollars. And when you start to talk about 
25-year things when you're paying $300,000 in interest of like mm-hmm. it, it's crazy it is yeah. i mean compound interest it's uh he didn't actually say it but it's accredited to einstein that he said compound interest is the most powerful force in the universe <laughs> there's no actual proof he said that but it's been accredited to him a lot okay but. okay hold up i i think that i'm gonna assume oh here i am just kidding i'm totally doing fine here but i am playing the role of somebody who doesn't know much about student loans so I think that this is a good wrapping point for part one of student loan repayment. You don't like that. I know you don't. Well, but you, what the listener can't see is that while I was talking, Lauren has built a small bed on the floor <laughs> and she has a sleep mask on and she has like one of those old timey sleep caps <laughs> and I don't know where she got it, but she is ready to take This is a massive subject and what I don't want to do because this is what I will do is I will start getting bored because I have a very low attention span and I will we're about to go into like real life strategy Mm -hmm. and so we've given them homework they know like okay you need to get your numbers you need to understand your situation and I think we do part two next week of like all right so boom this is how you live paying off your loans. All right. I can work with that. All right, She Slayers. Kirby Brunswick is not happy at all that we are breaking this into two parts, but we're going to. Um, So this week, like I said, you have homework. Get those, start collecting those names, those business, those, those phone numbers. If you have accounts, what are your passwords? This is the big thing. So like I do this with things, like if I buy a course and then I like log in right away cause I got it, I'm all excited. And then I fall off the bandwagon and it's been like three months. I will delay re-logging into that course because I'm like, I don't even know how to log in. And the embarrassment of like, I have a password, but I don't know what a password is. Like do those things of like, okay, what is my login? Forgot password, reset password, then bookmark that up at the top. I had to learn how to bookmark. Like do some of those really things that like get in your way. They're really stupid things, but you'd be amazed at what small things get in the way of just like realizing your truth and your numbers. Yeah. So set aside that time and take the smallest step. And that is literally the smallest step is getting your logins, getting your amounts, Because if you put it into the problem of tackling your student loans is getting my amounts, figuring out what consolidation means, talking to an advisor, talking to my spouse and coming to a strategy, then that's a two-week big project that you never have time for. You do have time to find out your amounts. You do have time to click the link for a loan calculator in that'll be in the show notes so that if you want to, you can run two or three scenarios to go like, okay, here's my four buckets of what possibly could happen. Yes. And I will say, if you are one of the hundreds of people who listens to this right away when it drops, I'm very sorry to leave you hanging. Go just a little extra nugget. If you want more student loan stuff before next week, go listen to um, Jenna Kutcher's The Gold Digger podcast. It's episode 327, Slay That Scary Student Loan. Oh my gosh, it has uh, Berna, I don't know her last name on there. This chick is hilarious. I will say she's not as funny in the episode with Jenna Kutcher, but if you go YouTube, it's called Hey Berna. Oh, is that that lady? Oh my gosh, it is so funny. I was showing everybody at the clinic, like not patients, but like, I'm like, watch this clip. I was like showing friends. So like, we will see you next week. 
and we are going to come with like strategies for living small and writing big ass checks. Bye y'all. Bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. Don't wait.